0: Can you imagine how they felt? Can you imagine the thoughts that were running through their minds? Can you imagine the things that they were tempted to do to John the Baptist? Talking about the Pharisees and Sadducees who came to be baptized by John in the Jordan River, these were dignified men, respected men revered men, the religious leaders of the Jewish people. And then one day this scruffy looking guy dressed in a lot of weird clothes comes out from the desert and has the audacity to call them a brood of vipers and to threaten them with God's judgment, basically telling them that if they didn't change their ways, they were going to hell. Can I imagine how these Pharisees and Sadducees felt? How about livid, enraged, infuriated, irate, and even embarrassed? Can I imagine the thoughts that were running through their minds? Yup, but I can't say those words from this pulpit. Can I imagine the things that they were tempted to do to John the Baptist? Of course I can. They're the things you see done in horror films nowadays, none of which is very pretty. The problem with the Pharisees and Sadducees, of course, was that they were not sincerely repentant. They were sinners like everybody else who was at the Jordan that day, but they weren't prepared to admit it. John the Baptist recognized that fact and he confronted them in this very forceful manner not to embarrass them. He did it to motivate them. To motivate them to examine their consciences and face their sins and repent of those sins and receive forgiveness and mercy. But it was impossible for these men to receive forgiveness that day when they first arrived on the scene because they didn't think they had done anything wrong. And John the Baptist knew that. Yes, God will forgive anything. Yes, God will forgive everything. But not without our cooperation. We must cooperate with His grace. He loves us too much to violate our freedom and do otherwise. Now, did some of the Pharisees and Sadducees respond to the words of John by getting beyond their initial feelings of anger and sincerely repenting of their sins? I hope so. I sincerely pray so. But in all honesty, it would have been difficult for them to do that, given the fact that they were very proud people. And proud people don't like to admit that they're wrong about anything. I thought of all of this the other day after I read an online article by Dr. Bill Donahue of the Catholic League for Religious and Civil Rights. This article was about Bad Santa 2 and the other quote-unquote Christmas movies that have come out of Hollywood this year. None of which is what you would call Wholesome entertainment. Donahue begins the article by saying this. The corruption of American culture is evident in many ways, but few markers are more telling than the way Hollywood entertains us at Christmas time. It was seventy years ago when It's a Wonderful Life was released. NBC describes it as quote a holiday classic and remains the movie people associate with Christmas more than any other. Frank Capra's definitive film is a tearjerker that proves that even in our darkest hours, the human spirit can and will rise triumphant. End of quote. Donahue goes on, Today we are being treated to obscene lyrics, raw sex, misogyny, And violence. Not one of the four Christmas themed films released this season is worthy of being described as a family movie. There are no guardian angels directing the lead characters to consider how the world would be without them, no triumph of self sacrifice, no statement against greed, no childhood sweetheart to marry, no inspiration of any sort, just filth. Donahue then gets into some of the gory details, which I will spare you. Suffice it to say that they would need to be censored for a church audience. But what was most upsetting to me were the comments of two men associated with these films, producer Bob Weinstein and and actor Billy Bob Thornton. Here we have two men who are not only... Unrepentant, like the Pharisees and Sadducees were, these two guys are actually proud of their sins. Here's what Bill Donahue wrote. Bob Weinstein recently commented on why he accepted the script for the original Bad Santa. He did so after Universal Studios decided not to pick it up. I asked the Universal Executive, Weinstein said, why did you guys pass on it? The Executive replied, it was the most foul, disgusting, misogynistic, anti-Christmas, anti-children thing we could imagine. To which Weinstein said, that's exactly why I bought it. Billy Bob Thornton was attracted to doing Bad Santa too precisely because the original was so vulgar. He said, I think part of it was that there hadn't been a movie that profane and unapologetic about itself. I think it's the alternative to the real syrupy Christmas movies. Yeah, Billy Bob, God forbid that we should have a wholesome, uplifting, syrupy, modern Christmas movie. That would be a tragedy. Unfortunately, my brothers and sisters, we cannot change modern Pharisees like Bob Weinstein and Billy Bob Thornton. How I wish we could, but we can't. But the good news is, we can change ourselves. And the Lord invites us to do that this Advent and every Advent. He invites us through John the Baptist. As many of you know, there's a three-year cycle of readings that we use for Sunday Masses in the Catholic Church. But it doesn't matter what year we're in, year A, which is the year we're in right now, year B or year C, the Gospel reading on the second Sunday of Advent is always the same. It's always the story of John the Baptist and his call to repentance. John came 2,000 years ago to prepare people to meet their Messiah and Savior by helping them to clear out the sin from their lives. John the Baptist comes to us through the scriptures in 2016 to help us to deepen our relationship with our Messiah and Savior by calling us to do the same thing, by calling us to repent of our sins. The best way to do that as Catholics, of course, is in and through the Sacrament of Reconciliation, also known as Confession. So, when was the last time you went?